0: Hi, O'Neal here. Today I saw an article from People magazine, actually it was last night. Yelling at dogs has negative long-term effects on their happiness, heartbreaking study finds. Heartbreaking study. Well, I read the article and I just just like if this was done by kids in grade school, that's fine, but if this was like a college program, this is, I find it really absurd. So when I'm talking about interacting with a dog, it's really, a lot of it is about, I I think of it as a team sport. And there's, and we're all players. And when I come at it that way, we both can give to the situation And we can both, you know, give and receive and the communication goes both ways, which is incredible when you do that with another being. Because you open up the opportunities on a massive scale. For you to think that it all is just you commanding a dog or anything just to do it this way and that's the way and you're going to do whatever methods... That you think of to have that animal or person or anything perform and that's the only way and unless you've had a really rounded life your way is probably going to be pretty narrow you don't even know if you're even communicating it well and so you could have a box of dog treats but if you're just a poor communicator your dog's set up to fail So by making it a team sport where you expand it and you start paying attention to your dog, it opens up options because then you both are open to see what can happen. And it usually is a lot more positive and productive. Um, Back at yelling at your dogs has a negative long-term effect. Well, you know, I, I yell at dogs. I've been training for over 45 years, and and I I have yelled at dogs, and some of my favorite yelling is, (laughs) yes, that's so good, oh, that's so wonderful, come on, let's go play, someone could yell, uh, shouting, yelling, same thing, Um, or if my dog is, you know, at a distance and he's running, and I want him to stop because it's important that he stop right now, stay down. I want to be heard, and I'm doing hand signals as well. I'm sitting here talking to you guys on an audio, and I'm doing the hand signals because it, they may not hear me because of the sound, but they can visually see me because they're usually having a really good eye on me and what I'm doing. That's a, here's a tip for you. When you get work with your dog, teach them to follow you because you're unpredictable. They want to keep you because you're the one, the bearer of all good things. You're their best friend. As opposed to you having to watch your dog while well, they frolic and take off. Total game changer. And you have a lot more fun when your dog is busy watching you. And the dog is having fun and you're having fun. So um, what I want to talk to you about are a couple different things. Because this article is just... People can look at this and go, oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's all this... Um, we just need to make it positive and... Um, they can, we can see that they're stressed. Well, if you've been to college or even school or even sports, there's times you're stressed. You're in a competition. You're getting ready to take a test. You are stressed. You're going for an interview. That doesn't mean it's a horrible thing and you're going to be traumatized long term. So you have to keep the stress in perspective. And sometimes you could call it stress, and sometimes it's just you're paying close attention because you're a little bit nervous. And so that takes me back over to if you're training as a team sport, you're gonna be paying attention to your dog and you can read the dogs going, oh, I'm you're giving off signals. You're you're pulling up your paw. You won't look at me. If your dog won't look at you, that's a huge I'm I'm like. I don't want to look at you because bad things are going to happen. Or if you call your dog to you and they won't come straight to you, but they come from a wide circle, they're buying time because it's not. They don't feel it's safe. So they'll communicate if you just know how to read their body language. And then, and then also there's a lot of things that you can do because they're watching you all the time. Are you watching them? So the team sport, you're observing your dog, And here's a really cool thing you can do when you bring a dog, a puppy, a dog, it doesn't matter the age, into your environment is to just pay attention and just see what they do. And you don't have to do it safely. If they're kind of rambunctious, you can put them on a leash and kind of, you know, corral them in a little bit. What you're looking for is things to praise. You see something you like, you praise it, and you name it. And then you write down that that I just named it. So my dog came in and my dog sat. Well, that's perfect. I didn't have to force his butt down or or bribe him or anything. He just happened to come over and sit. Good sit. That's the best sit. That's such a good sit. And I do that and they're probably going to jump up because I was too excited. So instead I might bring it. Okay. So now I'm learning. I'm learning about the dog. So we're still getting to know each other so it's slow it down a little bit and then I see the dog is oh I give them a toy and they go over and they lay down to chew on the toy. Good down. Good chew your own toy. You're just the best. Now they can tell by my voice and by my energy that it's all really good and they are just going to continue what they're doing because it's good. Now, if on the other hand, they had my shoe, and I might go, you know, I would, what, what, I'll tell you what I would recommend is that you grab a dog toy and you go over and you do a treat. Look, here's this great bone. And they like, oh, yeah, and they take that. And then you just take your shoe away, put it behind your back and walk off. Good shoe on your own bone. So it's positive. And there was no box of dog treats required. Because a lot of the rewards, some of the best rewards aren't food. So that's something to think about. So you see a behavior you like, good, and name it. If you see a a behavior that you don't like, I know it's really common for people to go, No! Well, I'm going to to let you in on a little secret. You can go, No! all day long. And your dog may not know what that No! is all about. No, you know, no to chewing on the corner of the couch. No to jumping on me. No to racing out the door. No to peeing on the furniture. All of those things, it's like a moving target. And did you do the timing right? The dog peed on the on the furniture, trotted across the room and you scream, "No!" The dog might be go, "You just said no because I moved across the room." Huh, okay. So timing is really important and most people don't get it right. So let's make it really simple. Instead, get rid of all the no's because they're ambiguous and they mean pretty much nothing. And sometimes if you go, no jumping, the dog doesn't hear no jumping. They hear jumping and you're usually flailing your arms around while you're doing it. And so the dog's going, I know, I love jumping too. And so the jumping just keeps going. And so the more that you try, the worse it gets because you're not communicating in a way that your dog clearly understands. Oh, huh. But if you were to turn your back to the dog and be quiet, the dog's going to stop jumping. The dog's going to stop and look at you and they might even sit or leave. And then you can turn around and go, good for on the floor. You got your feet on the ground and you visualize it and you praise it. So now, instead of making the dog wrong and bad and no, you just found a way to guide your dog to a behavior you like and that they're going to find pleasing too because it makes you happy. And I really, dogs want to make you happy. If you're good to your dog, your dog's going to do anything they can to make you happy because you make them happy. So it's that team sport again. And I'm telling you, if you have a dog that catches your eye and then performs something brand new, novel, unusual, that is the most significant compliment that you can receive. Because you have such a wonderful connection and communication with your dog your dog is offering up new behaviors because you have an opening for that to happen and that means that you have an expansive relationship and it will continue to expand in joy and opportunity and it's just fabulous and if you find that your dog is shut down and just cowering or just avoiding you then relook at what you're doing and get a really good trainer. The one that really knows dogs and and can can know the dogs can help you learn how to interpret or read the dog's communication because it's always really clear. You just don't know dog yet. And and then after a while when you're around them, you don't even have to really see it. You can f- almost feel it. It's intuitive because they're doing that with you. So you're gonna learn how to better communicate, you're gonna learn how to better, both to give and receive, which is very, very, very cool. I love, hey, check this out, when a dog does that. And then they're gonna go, what do you think? You can see it, their ears are up, their heads cocked, and they're just like so happy, it's like, what do you think, was that just cool? And you might go, that's just the best, let's do it again. Or you might go, "Mm meh, and you turn and walk up and they go, oh, okay. You know, because it's your best friend. Let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Um, sometimes, let's see, oh, yeah, I love this. See the best in your dog and praise good, desired behaviors that will benefit her with anyone with the world. <laughs> that sounds kind of big, doesn't it? So, first of all, maybe you just say, Oh, I'm helping you to hone good behaviors and skill sets to be social, well-mannered, and fit in with me, with the family, and then it'll grow into the community. And so what you're doing is you're setting your canine best friend up for success. I can't tell how many homes I go into and the people, they have these little, you know, everybody wants a special relationship with their dog. So they teach them something. But when grandma comes over and the dog does it because he's all excited, he happens to like her. And so he does that behavior to grandma that he does to you. And it is not appropriate. And grandma might even get hurt. So you want to think about that or somebody brings a child over and that dog's having a great time and they whip out that behavior that you taught the dog and you rewarded the dog. So that's something that's a, a more of an expansive looking when you're training and you're training something off the beaten trail. Look at it. Is this going to serve my dog in mixed company? And that's really for the health and well-being of your dog and you because, you know, I, I see a lot of things about aggression in dogs and if you, sometimes people think aggression is just like jumping on somebody, oh, they, you know, he looked at me weird, he, or my child ran over and grabbed her dog around the neck, which incidentally dogs do not like that, Um th- then the dog is is branded bad if the dog reacts to, you know, this unwanted attack. So, I think I'm getting a little too deep with that. Let's back out of that one. But, um, the thing about it is, really, uh, because I'll come back to that at another time, it's more advanced, really see the best in your dog and help your dog get the skills and knowledge to succeed in their life with others, not only yourself. And so what what I would say too is make your training fun. So we're talking about these training and how they did it, these short-term assessments and long-term assessments. And um, really when you're training a dog, there's, I have this massive toolbox because there's more than one way to train anybody. So I have like probably a dozen different ways to get a dog to sit. And and you know, just pick the different things because one thing, even as you're working with an animal, you start here and then as they get that and they start to plateau, well you can't use that method anymore. Now you need to come up with something next which is more advanced so that you're, you're progressing. As if you just keep doing the same things you're just going to just stay right there and so that's why you start with beginner intermediate advanced ideally to me every dog would be trained to voice control or they don't need to be on a leash they're they're trustworthy you're trustworthy you work really well as that team and they're responsive to you that's a much better quality of life than you saying, I've got my dog on a leash and they drag me down the street, zigzag, pull, pull, pull. I jerk, they pull, and that's because you plateaued. And you're going, Oh, I can't tell you many people. I go, What would you like to change if you could change anything with your dog? And they go, Oh no, it's all really great. And I watch the dog's behaviors and they're horrific. And they're and they're horrific because the people say, Oh, this is fine. This is this is normal. We've been living like this and it's great. So I Would say that that dog probably doesn't do really great with the neighbors or the community and they're limited So they just are stuck in the house stuck in the car stuck in the backyard They don't have the full rich life that they could have socially Freedom-wise being able to be involved in life and have it just so much better And if the dog has a better life you have a better life For sure Let's see. So, I think it's more important than did I train my dog with a dog biscuit or did I get a little, you know, military with my dog and saying, um, there's actually places and times for all of them as tools if you need them because you can train a dog without a treat and it still be positive. I know a lot of dogs, oh my gosh, particularly Labrador's. You have a tennis ball, and that dog will do anything. You know? you know, that's it. In fact, you just want to burn up some energy because that dog is just ready to go. They're such performers. So that's a good example. But usually it's a whole bag of, or a whole toolbox of tools. And so those are reasons why um, don't listen to the old methods. There's so many really great current training methods that are superior in connecting, having a team sport that's respectful and loving, and has a, a trusting relationship with, between the two of you, that just cannot be, there, well, there's just nothing better. So um, that is, that's what I would say, that if you are not experiencing that, please go seek it out and set that as a goal. And stop back and send a message if there's something in particular you're looking for. I'm also located on Facebook, and my site is called Angel Dog A N G E L Space D O G, I believe. Um, have a good one. Oh, and the last thing I would say I'm <laughs> sorry, I just is both of you. When you're working together or just living life, you're going to find it a lot richer if you bring curiosity into it because life is fun and delightful and curious and you can have an adventure. So my last parting words are, go have an adventure with your dog.